Hello, Baker McKenzie welcomes you to Connect on Tech, a global podcast series covering legal developments on data, technology, privacy, and security that impact your business. Here's your host, Brian Hengisbaugh, Global Chair of Privacy and Security. Hello, everyone, and welcome to what's going to be a great segment for Connect on Tech, looking at a very timely issue, which is the issue of vaccines for covid and do's and don'ts, issues that employers need to look out for globally when they're working on these things. So delighted to have Harry Vallett, privacy partner in our New York office with us today. Harry, how you doing? Hey, Brian, good to be here. Excellent. Um, so we know with the, the COVID vaccine, as with all other kinds of COVID employment privacy issues, the the, the privacy issues arise in, in a context that's a bit of a complex context from a legal perspective. There's all kinds of employment law issues, labor and employment law issues with testing and, and data collection, et cetera. We also have rapidly evolving, oftentimes health regulatory considerations to, that we have to look at and make sure that what we're doing fits you know, within the, the privacy and employment and health regulatory context. And then of course, Globally, it gets even more complicated because you have different jurisdictions taking different views. And um, I will even say, we even see oftentimes that the privacy authorities may have different views, say, than a labor and an employment authority or a health authority in a particular jurisdiction, and they may not always line up. So a lot of complexity, a a lot of considerations to take into account. But maybe, Harry, to kick us off, why don't you just uh, start telling us a little bit about what we see from a global privacy perspective with respect to uh, COVID and vaccinations. Sure, happy to do that, Brian. And you know, thanks, thanks for having me on. Uh, I think you know one of the things I want to just start off with is all, to all our listeners and clients and friends is to not look at the vaccination of the workforce as entirely an issue that you don't need to be at the table for. I think this is like so many things in privacy. Uh, it may not be, you know, 70 or 80 percent of the of the issues, but it's it's enough issues there that it merits your presence and, and attention. So there are at least some of the issues that we're seeing kind of coming up, but there's very likely others. So I'll just kind of share a few uh, a little punch list here that I have. But obviously, the conversation is something that's uh, kind of unfolding. So I think the first part that we begin this discussion is that at least in the U.S., there's so uh, there's a fair amount of Americans. I think I read a study, one in 10 have already said that they would not take a vaccine that's approved by the FDA. And that's going to be an issue that is going to be addressed by employers. And it will likely involve a methodology, whether it's training, communication, or, or tracking that will have a data privacy implication. Obviously, outside of you know things like distrust, but we will have issues like, you know, uh, human rights, right? Outside the uh, the U.S., you really cannot uh, force employees to uh, undergo a vaccination without some sort of broad exception. So that will ne- need to be factored into in any sort of policy or approach. We need to be sensitive too that the details about who has or has not been vaccinated, that's itself is sensitive data. And obviously from an employer perspective and an HR data perspective, that's probably something that you're going to, your organization is to be sensitive to. But just, you know, again, worth looking at, making sure from a data privacy governance perspective that there's good controls around who has access to that data, that any decisions that are made about discipline or dismissal or promotion or even recruitment 
uh, take into account the appropriate rights of the data subject of the employee of the individual, whether they're consultants or otherwise, keeping in mind things like notice, right? And how, how that's done and, and how you're gonna manage through proof of vaccination. Uh, if that's gonna be something that's gonna be provided by the government or is something you're gonna want the employee or the individual to provide, making sure that it's accurate and updated, right? Uh, that there's a right to correct it, right? Cause maybe I, the employer files are out of date or, or inaccurate for some reason due to the source. And last but not least in this world that we live in, we've got to factor in fraud, right? They're gonna, there's gonna be an element of fraud, whether uh, in a deceptive kind of way uh, on behalf of individuals for other reasons that we've already identified or because of technology. So a lot there, Brian, but the issues are, are certainly uh, unfolding. That's terrific, Harry. I mean, one question for you there is you, you outlined a lot of good elements that need to go into it. Um, from a documentation standpoint, would you say this is one that's worthy of a documented data protection impact assessment around all the issues you talked about, you know, notice and access and correction and security and et cetera. Is this one where it would be a good idea to, to document that type of data protection impact assessment? Well, I think you know that I'm going to say yes to that one, Brian. Uh, I think the only kind of qualification or pause around that is it's going to, you know, depend on the size of, of your workforce, the countries that you're touching, right? The industry that you're in, because, uh, you know, if you're an industry that's used to or has already done PPIAs, I think it, this makes a whole lot of sense. If this is just something that you just haven't done because you just really only touch HR data, this might be a little bit more of a heavy lift. But because of the importance, because of the profile, because of everything that we're seeing unfolding, I think it, it's still worth seriously considering. And obviously, we're always happy to help our clients through that. No, absolutely. And then what about looking um, globally at the issue? Do you think it's possible for a company to take a one-size-fits-all approach to this issue globally, or are, are really you're going to have to design local solutions uh, depending on the local rules? Yeah, and this is this is again where I feel like our our clients, our our uh, community is going to be really well equipped to advise HR colleagues on. I think the the sometimes the inclination from from an HR perspective is to do things globally, or at the very least, kind of regionally, and I think. This is one of those areas that a one size fits all is really not going to be very workable. Obviously, this is there's going to be some specific industry considerations and needs, uh, depending on their contact to, you know, with the public. Um, I think there's going to be some health risks that need to be considered, you know, along that. But um, th there's going to be some technical or practical considerations from an access perspective, because not every country is going to have access to vaccines at the same time. So um, very like business centric kind of considerations, um, legally driven considerations that need to be factored into, but just, uh, the more you can get in front of it so that you're not reacting to it when the deployment time comes, whether it's the first quarter or second quarter of 21, I think the better you're equipped from an organization perspective to think these issues through. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what about the, the, the complicated issue of mandating the vaccine for your workforce. I mean, I, I think there's a thread of that issue, pretty important thread that's more of an employment law consideration, which is, can you even mandate that somebody take a vaccination? I know myself, you know, to get a shot, you've got to, you know, like give me a tranquilizer first to let me take a <laughs> shot, getting a shot. But anyway, 
but um, and maybe maybe sort of setting aside for a moment or anticipating that there'd be an employment law analysis which would go into whether we could mandate a vaccine or not. But then what about mandating the capture of data that an employee has had a vaccine? That would be probably health medical data. It might throw you into, say, under GDPR. Otherwise, you might be in the realm of perhaps needing an express consent. But then how do you get express consent if, if it's deemed that the employee doesn't really have the sufficient bargaining power to say no to you? So are you sort of a, a little bit in a conundrum from a privacy perspective and, you know, uh, any any thoughts on that? And, and perhaps the answer is there's no one size fits all answer. It might be locally driven, but just any thoughts on that would be great. Yeah, I think this is this is uh, yet again one of those scenarios where uh, a conversation is uh, you know would be worth uh, at least having, and obviously in close connection and collaboration with with our employment council and employment colleagues. Uh, I think you know I would I would love our clients to be able to pivot uh, off of the regulatory guidance uh, and health authorities uh, and data protection authorities that my hope is are currently thinking this through and you as an employer can can rely on that and turn to that for any sort of uh, directive on what to do. I think it's fair to say from an, just from a pure employment perspective in the, U, in the U.S., you can, you know, most employees are at will and obviously uh, you can impose certain requirements, uh, especially if, the, if they want to, you know, uh, come into your offices. I think there's going to be some questions about visitors, what you do with those, right, with folks who are entering your facility and how you kind of manage that through. But these are the times to be having these conversations, uh, not waiting until until a week or two from rollout or a week or two from kind of returning into the office. Obviously, outside the U.S., you're going to have uh, a lot more challenges to doing something like that on a mandated perspective. But I think, uh, you know, just in talking to our colleagues, one of them raised a, a really important point, which was, you know, why? Why kind of require it? Why force people to do it? Maybe what you should start doing now is, is engaging in training, right? And in messaging around the importance of it. Start thinking through the scenarios in which maybe, you know, you don't need to require it because of remote work access. A lot of us Almost all of us have been doing that unless you're regarded as essential. Uh, there could be some other risk mitigation strategies that you could deploy. And obviously, there's always going to be exceptions, right? Because some folks are just simply ineligible to take uh, a vaccine for health reasons. So uh, I think the danger is not, not thinking it through, not being part of the conversations from, from uh, the data privacy community and having things sprung and having to react to them at the last minute. So our, my hope is that our, our our clients and our colleagues really begin uh, to have these discussions early. Perfect. Harry Vallett, we will leave it there. Harry Vallett, our excellent privacy partner out of New York. Thanks so much for being with us. Hey, it was a pleasure, Brian. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for our next podcast when we connect on tech. For more information on data and technology, subscribe to our blog at connectontech.com or visit our website at bakermckenzie.com.